Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, live in the Bank Plus studio and streaming worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. Blake Scott filling in for Bo Bounds on a Tito's Thirsty Thursday. Tito's and Lemonade on a hot summer day. Tito's Grapefruit and Lillet. Ah, a little Lock City cocktail. Enjoy a Tito's on a Thirsty Thursday. Please drink responsibly. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. If you want to be a part of the show, you've got an hour left to do it, and you can join me on the Ag Up Equipment John Deere Tractor Text Line, 601-885-3776. That's right, the Ag Up Equipment John Deere Tractor Text Line. Visit agup.com for a retail location near you, agup.com. Go get you a brand-new John Deere Tractor. Just had Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus on. Enjoy that conversation. I love getting back into that football swing as we have Steve on, and we'll continue to have Steve on every Thursday at 8.30. Well, as most, as many Thursdays as we can make work at 8.30. Not going to say every, but but most of them. On the Corona Premier guest line, we're excited to be in football season. I know Bo is. I know I am as well. It's, uh, it's that big kind of lull before the storm, right? Everybody's trying to get your ducks in a row. In this industry, it's a full-court press, nonstop sprint from the moment football season gets underway till about, gosh, now with as much NFL as we do, till the end of the Super Bowl. That's in February. So it's about a seven-month run of just excitement, energy, electricity. You got to have your pad level low. You got to have your head on a swivel. And you got to put in the work. You got to be relentless. 
If you're not relentless, what are you? I, you know, just ask Dan, old Dan Mullins. Ask him. You got to be relentless. That's that's what it's all about. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I want to jump back into the game day traditions discussion because to me that is one of the key separators from NFL and the college football landscape, right? So I, I said some controversial comments earlier in the week. I said that the NFL game is better than college football, and it's not close. And it is better than college football, and it's not close. The game itself is infinitely better. But what I will say is that the the atmosphere at a college game can be so unique and so special, and your ties to that school can be deep enough that you can have, I mean, that, that's the key separator. That's, that is the one thing that the NFL doesn't truly capture in the same way. Fans are devout. They are diehard in the NFL. I mean, we talked about what we saw in Las Vegas. We've, we've seen it for years. We know NFL fans are crazy, and they love their teams. And a lot of those people will bleed, you know, gold and, and black for the Saints, blue and silver for the Cowboys, whatever it might be, right? That, that's your team. They don't associate with college football the same way. That's their team in the NFL, and I get that. But the traditions of college football and some of the atmospheres and some of the game day specialties that we put into it, especially the way we tailgate in the South, you got to remember, we're so lucky with how we celebrate college football with the way a Saturday in the South has become almost religious in the way that we celebrate it. Right, the dedication to the different idols that we have put out in our different sports worlds. College football in the South specifically is a whole different ballgame. And I think that's an incredible thing. I think that when you have that type of tradition built in to what you're doing, I think that creates a, a tie that it is hard to replicate in the NFL. And so we were talking game day traditions because Mike Leach, head coach at Mississippi State, made some comments at SEC Media Days about changing the fourth quarter intro song, Don't Stop Believing. Now, if you remember, Dan Mullen instituted a lot of game day changes, right? He instituted a lot of, we're going to upgrade the environment. We're going to make coming to Startville and Davis Wade Stadium better. And Ole Miss has done the same thing. Every year, they're trying to do a couple things. They want to, they want to create more VIP opportunities. They want to create more opportunities to, for you to feel special. And what they also want to do is create an environment that is energetic and exciting and keeps you engaged enough that even if you lose, and I'm not talking about a blowout, I'm not talking about Alabama, I'm talking about even if you're in a competitive game and you lose, that the entire experience was one that felt you know, it energized you. It it kept you going. It gave you that oomph that's you know that that you need, right? Because that's why we do this. It's a it's a high for us in the SEC, going to a college football game in the SEC, and experiencing that day. Hugh Freeze talked about that. There's a reason that Bo and I continue to say Hugh want he Liberty is great money. He's made plenty of money. It's not about that for him. He wants the high of walking out on an SEC football field. He wants to look up 
and see 60,000 crazy, screaming, you know what's, whether they're for him or against him, because that's the high of the SEC football world. And so it'll be interesting to see, you know, does Mississippi State make a change? Do they decide, hey, we're going to go in a different direction, right? We've done the Don't Stop Believing for a decade now. It's been amazing. We've had some great memories with it. But now we're ready to head towards a new era in Mississippi State football. And so I want to know from you on the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. A, do you like the idea of changing the game day tradition at Mississippi State to go from Don't Stop Believing to a different song to kind of mix up that third to fourth quarter segue? A, do you want to do that? Do you want to change it, yes or no? B, what is your favorite game day tradition in college or even the NFL? Because I know there are some NFL game day traditions as well. We don't really immerse ourselves in those the same way. But I'd love to know what your game day traditions are that you love or hate in the SEC. We had some great answers. I told you earlier, one of my favorite traditions, even though it's like incredibly annoying at times, I love when they call the Hogs. Go Hogs. Yes, sir. I think it's great. I think I think it's hilarious. I think when you are in the middle of it, 60,000 people chanting like that is insane. As someone who went to LSU, I spent my freshman year at LSU, the in-game chanting that they do, they have specific things, and they teach you this as a freshman. Here's what you're going to say on defense after first down, second down, third down, fourth down. Here's what we say on offense, first down, second down, third down, fourth down. Here's what we do on punts. Here's what we do when we score. Here's this, you know, you sing this when the band plays this. That type of tradition, that type of interaction in the fan base is unique to college football and especially unique to college football in the South. And I think that's an incredible, you know, piece of the puzzle. When we talk about what makes college football good, that is part of what makes college football awesome, right? The product on the field is great. I'm not denying that it's a good product. The NFL is a better product on the field. The game is better. But the traditions of college football are fantastic. And I love those game day traditions. And so that's why I think that you have to pay attention to what you do when you change things. That's why Mississippi State hasn't touched Don't Stop Believing. Because it's been so successful. So you have to be careful when you mess with traditions. We're seeing that in conference realignment. We're seeing traditions being played with. USC... Pac-12, always playing Stanford, Oregon, those teams, that, that tradition's gone. Texas and Texas A&M, we haven't had that for 10 years. Think about that. Texas and Texas A&M, we haven't had that for 10 years. So, uh, you know, you got to think about that when you're talking about changing traditions. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN, 105.9 The Zone. Coming up next, Bill Blackwell, Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame talking about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony this weekend. And, of course, we'll have Anthony Rothman, Ohio State Insider, coming up at 9.30. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Press the button, my friend. The Outbound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. And good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by Superior Foundation for all your foundation repairs. Superior. Superior Foundation for any foundation hiccup. Superior.ms. Uh, this is ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And uh, it is Hall of Fame induction weekend for the uh, 2022 class. Mississippi Sports Hall of Famers uh, will be inducted uh, really, really accomplished men and women. And, uh, I'd say the star power is Eric molds and David DeLucci, but wow, it's, uh, it's a hell of a class. So we welcome in, uh, Bill Blackwell, the executive director of the Mississippi sports hall of fame and museum. And Bill, I want to walk through the, uh, schedule, um, starting Friday at the Madison Healthplex, which is a wonderful facility. Y'all are going to do the drawdown of champions, and uh, it doesn't get any better than that party. Y'all have really nailed that thing over the years. Tell our listeners, a listener that hasn't been, uh, what to expect uh, from the drawdown of champions this weekend. Well, it begins at 6 p.m., as you said, at the Madison Healthplex, which is just off I-55 at the Madison exit. Um, We will have basically a party for the eight people that are being inducted. Uh, It is uh, uh, very casual in dress. It's uh, uh, free food, uh, uh, an open bar, uh, and a chance... uh, to win some money. Um, we put a $5,000 prize and, uh, everybody that buys a ticket, uh, um, has an opportunity to uh, have their number called. Uh, the computer eliminates numbers as the night goes on. Um, when it gets down to uh, four or five people, they have the option of sharing the $5,000 or uh, ah. uh, going for broke and keeping their number. Has that ever happened? Have people ever decided to share some of it? Oh, yeah. Every, uh, the last several years they have. Oh, uh, when it gets wow. to two or three uh, uh, people, uh, uh, sometimes they will take that option and uh, um, figuring, I guess, uh, uh, bird in the hands better than one that might get away. Sure. So, uh, yeah, they they uh, occasionally will do that. So that is too cool. All right, we're visiting with uh, Bill Blackwell, Executive Director, Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame and Museum. This is their big uh, celebration weekend, and they want to raise a ton of money. So jump in. 
and, and you got to get there. The, uh, besides the drawdown part of it uh, and the food and the drink, um, there's also a silent auction. And oh, cool. we've got all types of things, whether it's uh, uh, signed helmets by Eric Moulds or David DeLucci or Barry Lyons or uh, um, whether it's uh, other items. There are golf outings. There are trips. There are overnight stays. Um, there's artwork of all kinds. We even have the last chair that Coach Jack Carlisle made. I don't know how many people remember Jack Carlisle or uh, uh, knew that he was talented in woodwork, but uh, for the past four or five years, he has uh, uh, made us uh, lawn chairs uh, out of woodworking that he did. And uh, we thought we had given the last one last year uh, after he had passed away. But his daughter said he had one more left, and she brought it, and we will have it in the silent auction also. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, so all sorts of things. The drawdown of champions is Friday night at the Madison Healthplex. Uh, tickets are only 50 bucks, and you get everything that, that Bill just mentioned. So it's a big party. I mean, look, you've got Eric Moulds, you got uh, David DeLucci, Jim Gallagher Jr., Bob Tyler, Barry Lyons, among others. So it's going to be uh, a little bit for everybody. Now, let's move to Saturday morning, uh, okay. Bill. Tell us about what's going on Saturday morning at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame and Museum on Lakeland Drive. From 10 to 11.30, we will have the eight members of the newest class, um, you know, Jim Gallagher Jr., uh, Barry Lyons, Eric Moulds, Bob Tyler, Willis Wright, Maggie Bowen, Hannah, Kermit Davis, and David Lucci all here, plus any of the other previously inducted Hall of Famers that uh, are willing to uh, come out and sign autographs and meet fans. Usually we have, uh, you know, 25 to 30 uh, Hall of Famers that are here to greet uh, uh, the people. And uh, it's a chance just to get to know them, uh, to get their autograph, to uh, uh, make a memory in that regard. And the only cost to uh, attend that is the regular admission price of uh, $5 for adults or three fifty for students. Uh, kids five and under are free. All right. So that's Saturday morning at the Mississippi Hall of Fame and Museum. And then um, you cap it off with Saturday night's Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame induction banquet at the Jackson Convention Complex. That is correct. And we are uh, uh, about 650 tickets have been sold so far. Uh, and uh, we're trying to get last minute people into there. Uh, we a couple of times had uh, thought we were sold out and then we found uh, ways to work around that. So uh, the uh, induction uh, starts with the reception, uh, which again has uh, an open bar and an opportunity to meet and talk with uh, each of the Hall of Famers. They will all have assigned spaces in the lobbies and uh, uh, that will go from 5.30 until 7 o'clock. 
and at 7 o'clock we start the program. Um, there is a, a, a nice meal included with it. It's sponsored by uh, Sanderson Farms and the uh, Sanderson Farms Championship. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, uh, starting this week, uh, we'll have to uh, call it the Wayne Sanderson Farms uh, sponsorship as uh, they've announced uh, their merger finally went through and uh, right. yep. Wayne Farms and Sanderson Farms are uh, uh, joining together on that. But uh, uh, it uh, usually uh, uh, the program starts at seven. We're usually done by nine o'clock and uh, uh, it's a, a great time to honor uh, some very prestigious athletes, uh, you know, Jim Gallagher Jr., who's been on uh, Ryder Cup and President's Cup teams and was a five-time PGA Tour winner. Uh, all the coaches, uh, Kermit Davis, Bob Tyler, and Willis Wright, with uh, not only their uh, uh, later ventures, but they were all successful high school coaches with fabulous records. Uh, Barry Lyons and Eric, uh, excuse me, and David DeLucci, who were Major League Baseball players. Eric Moulds, uh, the Buffalo Bills great wide receiver. And the lady in the class, Maggie Bohanna. Uh, Maggie uh, was a world-class swimmer. She uh, uh, went to Auburn University, was uh, a 16-time winner of SEC championships, she won uh, uh, so many other uh, uh, All-American uh, honors and that kind of thing. And uh, she will be the first swimmer ever inducted into uh, this Hall of Fame. Oh, that's awesome. That's, uh, that's fantastic. You can go to msfame.com or call 601-982-8264 for ticket information and the schedule. Bill Blackwell. Thank you so much, Bill. Appreciate it. Thanks for the time, Bo. We appreciate it. Executive Director of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame and Museum. Go to msfame.com or call today 601-982-8264. Ron Fowler, T-Town, 109 The Game, next. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is this thing working? Give me some sound, Yeah. The Out of Bound Show is powered by the award winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. All right, good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and DancingRabbitGolf.com. You're listening to ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We welcome in Anthony Rothman with Ohio State Insider 97.1, the fan in Columbus, Ohio, and part of the Rothman and Ice Midday Show and. Our listeners know that uh, Southern Cal and UCLA now going to uh, the Big Ten. We've been talking about that the last few weeks, how that impacts the Southeastern Conference. Will we have two mega conferences or three mega conferences as all of this plays out? So we welcome in Anthony Rothman on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Anthony, good morning. How are you? Oh, good to be on with you, man. Thanks for calling. Appreciate you. Uh, I used to work with a dude from Mississippi, so I can uh, definitely do my old Billy Dog Brewer impersonation for you if you want from <laughs> Old Miss, because he did it every day. We'd come into work. Uh, I've been in Columbus now almost 30 years. I hate to admit that, but uh, because of my age, not because Columbus is bad. But um, he used to come in every day. Uh, he's from. He went to. He was. He's a Mississippi State Bulldog, so he's Stark Vegas guy. Okay. So he'd come in every day. And because he liked Billy Brewer, because, you know, B- Billy loved a-, a lot of the dogs. And uh, and even though he went to Old Miss and he used to come in and every now and then he'd look at me, and go, all right, Rothman, I want leadership and I want attitude. And I want it all day long. I'm going forward. You going with me now? Get your prayer. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I would fall over. So that's my uh, that's my Billy Dog Brewer, the late, great Billy Brewer quote and impersonation. But, yeah, we talked. uh when, when you guys first reached out and I told him, uh, my friend Clay Hall, who uh, went to Mississippi State, he works up here at the ABC affiliate. He said, oh, what are they I calling you to talk about? Yeah. So he said, what are you, they calling you to talk about baseball? <laughs> said, they probably should with the way uh, the bullies and then the rebels uh, go back to back. So uh, congratulations to uh, to those guys. Well, look, man, you, you know the drill uh, covering Ohio State. Um you know, you've won it in the biggest sport and y'all win it in Olympic sports and non-revenue sports. And you're right for this state, for, for miss, I'm an, I'm a Mississippi state alum and for MSU to win it. And then Ole Miss to win it is just amazing. remarkable. It is amazing. And, really uh, you know, we, our people pack the stadiums in the spring and, and I'm talking 10, 12, 14,000 people per game, uh, for SEC um, home series weekends and and that just blows people's minds in other parts of the country so uh, tip of the cap to you recognizing that and I think I knew that but maybe had forgotten that Clay Hall uh, made the move up to to Columbus Ohio I've only been up there once Anthony that was for the Mississippi State Notre Dame national championship game and women's hoops a few years ago had a blast ate at some italian place downtown that was magnificent um it was close to the arena and really really good was it like a fran was it like a franchise place or was it like a local local 
Local. Okay. It was a local Italian place in downtown. Wow. Must have been somewhere in on High Street, um, somewhere there downtown. The downtown is booming now with Nationwide Arena, you know, with the NHL, with the Blue Jackets. Sure. And then they moved, you know, years ago, they moved the uh, the Columbus Clippers from south of the city to downtown. So we have a, an arena district. And now that the uh, the Clippers are the Guardians, I mean, when I first got to town, the Clippers were the Yankee affiliate. I mean, it was unbelievable because of Steinbrenner's connection in Ohio. And it was an unbelievable thing to come through here. And I'm old enough to remember seeing, you know, guys, you know, Derek Jeter come through and guys that would come through Columbus. And then when they, when they went to the guardians, uh, previously the Indians a few years ago, then, um, it, it, it's a very neat part of town now that we have an arena district, but you know what it is. There's a Super Bowl every Saturday in this town when Ohio state plays on campus. Heck and, yeah. Um, it, it will be, it will start at, at the highest level bow. It could ever start with Notre Dame coming to town in September to start the season for Ohio State to be led by a former Buckeye and Marcus Freeman, former linebacker, uh, now head coach of Notre Dame, bringing his team back into Ohio. And then even a guy used to work with James Laurinaitis, uh, the great former NFL linebacker, former Ohio State Buckeye. He's on Marcus Freeman's staff at Notre Dame as an analyst. Those two guys coming back into into the shoe, kind of like when Luke Fickle brought the Bearcats back in. So we'll see. But Notre Dame obviously – yeah, get your attention, and it's a night game at the shoe to start the season, so it couldn't start at a higher level. Love it. We're visiting with Anthony Rothman, 97-1, the fan, Columbus, Ohio, Ohio State insider on the Corona Premier guest line. So, Anthony, how do how do you feel, how do people close to the program feel with C.J. Stroud and Ron Day hiring Jim Knowles, who's an excellent defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and the way that Ohio State recruits? Do people, like, without question believe that this is a national championship caliber team? And if they meet Bama or Georgia, uh, either in the semifinals or finals, that this team is capable of winning that type game? So a couple of really good questions there. Number one, um, they do believe it and they should believe it. If they don't, there's something wrong. And they almost should demand uh, a playoff or bust year. I mean, they were a young team last year. I'm not taking them off the hook because they got pushed around in places that Ohio State is not used to getting pushed around. And that's in the trenches. And that happened in the Michigan game. And, you know, Michigan's only beaten Ohio State, what, three times in the last 20 years, and one was last year. So it's the most recent. And, uh, and that's all that matters. I mean, Ohio State was ripping them a new one for eight straight years. And, and like I said, most of the last two decades. And I, I came here in the mid-90s when John Cooper was the head coach. And uh, somehow he survived. He had a couple timely wins. He beat him in 94. He beat him in 98. Then he won that, that terrific Rose Bowl over Arizona State in the last minute. And, and he stuck around for a while. And then uh, nobody was used to beating Michigan. There was always there were the downtimes of the 90s. People were always, you know, thinking that something bad's going to happen to Ohio State in that Michigan game. And that thing just flipped on its head when Jim Tressel came here in the early 2000s. And then Urban Meyer took it from there after uh, Tress got fired. And then here's Ryan Day, a disciple from Urban Meyer, who was handed that winning streak, that pressure. I mean, he just wasn't handed the rivalry. He was handed the winning streak and said, you got to continue this. So him coming off a loss, there's a lot of pressure on this team now that they are essentially, you know, what I'll call the super soft version. Um, We've had a super soft version before. We had it in 14 when they beat Oregon for the national title. 
Um, you go all the way back in the late 60s at Ohio State, they had a super soft version that won. But that team with Joey Bosa and Zeke Elliott, that team that of sophomores that won, and Cardell Jones obviously took the reins of that team when when the injury happened to Barrett. But uh, they should believe it, Bo. They, they, they arguably have the three best offensive players at their position when you think about it with Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba, who – set that record in the Rose Bowl last year against Utah when Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave opted out, you know, the world got to know who Jackson Smith and Jigba was. Now you could say there'll be a ton more attention on him and there will be, but uh, you add Marvin Harrison Jr. to that room. Brian Hartline's done an incredible job of recruiting here. Uh, Ameka Egbuka is a name that people probably don't know right now, but he was a, one of the top guys in the country coming in fast, very good after the catch. So they feel like they've replenished that room for C.J. Stroud. The one thing I can tell you, I mean, you look at C.J. Stroud's numbers, I mean, 70% passer, 44 touchdowns, only six picks. Um, The thing about C.J., what everyone was clamoring about last year was that he needs to take off when he can. He's got enough speed to do it, and if he can move the chains on his own, go get it. I mean, he's not going to be – one of those guys that they run into the ground, he's not that kind of a quarterback. And they've got Travion Henderson, the great running back anyway, and a good dude behind him. But, yes, this team, if their offensive line can stay healthy, and I think that's my biggest point I can give you today. Remember, they, they, they got rid of their offensive line coach. They brought in Justin Fry from UCLA. Their five starters are absolutely clear right now. Uh, they did lose a couple of guys, but they had dudes in bad places last year. They had – they had tackles playing guards. They had they had, they had all. They just wanted to get their best five on the field, and it turned out to not be a good chemistry for that offensive line. But now they have guys back at their natural positions. The only thing I can tell you is if they suffer injuries on that offensive line, that could be the killer. Ooh. Right now they're great. They just don't have a lot of depth. They have their five guys. This kid named Josh Fryer is coming back from an ACL tear. And so there is concern. Ryan Day has already talked about his concern. That's kind of rare for a coach to do that right now. But they've got a great offensive line if they can stay healthy. You mentioned the defense, and I'll, I'll ramble on a little more for you. It was an absolute mess with, with Kerry Combs, who's a great recruiter, energy guy, racing up and down the sideline. But they, they did not want to spend $2 million to bring in a new defensive coach, but they had to do it, and they did it with Jim Knowles. And now he gets this kind of talent to work with. The thing I'll tell you about Knowles is he needs to be great right now. He, he's usually at time where he's gone to kind of build his defenses, and he did build a very aggressive one at Oklahoma State. But he needs to be great right now, not in two to three years. They were barely top 100 against the pass last year, and the schedule was pretty cake. And they, uh, they found out last year that they can't be basic and be great. Uh, when they faced a one-dimensional team like Michigan State, when they, all you have to do is shut down Kenny Walker, they were able to do it. And then they feasted. But I think he's going to be aggressive. He's going to play more safeties. And he wants to be back to an opportunistic defense. They have to get after the passer. They don't have a Chase Young. They don't have a Joey Bosa. They don't have a Nick Bosa. It's going to be done by committee, and they have a pretty good one. We're visiting with Anthony Rothman, Ohio State Insider, 97-1, Columbus, the fan. Uh, he joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line, and this is the Out of Bounds Show. What? Anthony, with with the shift the last uh, 16, 17 years, you know, the Big Ten, uh, fair or not, kind of owned the college football space. There was more media up there. Um, The Rust Belt over the Sun Belt, lots has changed the last 20 years. We're booming. 
uh, and more and more than just SEC football, population, business, wealth, education. Is there do you is there anima, is there animosity from the Big Ten footprint towards the SEC and the Sun Belt? You know, it's interesting. I mean, I think a lot of fan bases can be called hypocritical, right? They're always the the respectful one. They're always the one worthy of the praise. The other ones are the arrogant, you know, fan bases and and they're all the two sensitive fan bases. And, you know, I've been in Columbus a long time and, um, you know, I, I see it everywhere. And I do think that we do fight that. Certainly there is a feeling that uh, when you get down to the playoff and, you know, would two SEC teams get in, I've always been of the, of the opinion of that your schedule is your schedule, man. And if you play a good one and you, it's very competitive then I've never really had a problem with the SEC getting the teams in that they have. Ohio State is one of those teams that feels like they can compete. Uh, they can line up with any team in the country. You know, and, and here they lost to Michigan last year, like I said, and then Michigan goes in and gets stumped. I thought they'd play a little better in the playoff game, but maybe in getting over on Ohio State that that was their celebration, that, that they hadn't done it in so long they were just after that was done it almost was like they hit kind of a, a weird finish line in their minds but uh yeah i think there is i think there always is an underlying fear of that we are not looked at as being a very worthy conference i mean now that you've add you you know usc to the mix and they should be very good um you know going down the road i, I still think it's a complete geographical misfit i mean it doesn't even make sense because we you know, we like seeing USC in the Rose Bowl, and we like seeing that kind of rivalry. And 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 now all of a sudden, uh, I don't think Ohio State fans going to be you know cheering for USC to lead the Big Ten. It doesn't it doesn't really make sense um, for that. But uh, I, I agree with you that there is there always is that sense of that we play a little bit a little brother up here, even though it used to be like you say a little bit more of three yards cloud of dust big, tough, wear this uh, bad weather football as a badge of honor. And and then we kind of play second fiddle. But when Ohio State, you know, took down Bama that year and, and Bama was going to get them and Ohio State ran that little flea flicker near the goal line and he had and, and they, they took him down and then they went on to beat Oregon. Nobody really thought that was going to happen. I think that kind of opened some eyes to – the, the talent that's coming through this program right now, especially in the receiver room, is off the chart amazing. I hadn't seen it in a long time. When Urban Meyer came here in, what was that, like 2012, I think the biggest question we all had was, will he be able to recruit the skilled players from the South to want to come up to the North to play football late in fall when it's raining and dark and ugly? And he did it. And the conveyor belt of talent has not stopped. So I think that Ohio State is a little bit above, you know, the rest of the Big Ten and their feeling that they can line up with anybody. But you're right. I do think there is a little bit of a complex here that it's SEC and then everybody else. Okay. Anthony Rothman, Ohio State insider, Columbus, Ohio, 97 won the fan on the on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, how fired up are y'all, maybe not about UCLA, although that's a nice brand, but adding Southern Cal, because I think where you were going, I think the conference had gotten a little tired um, mm -hmm. and a little too much, you know, 1978 football. And Ohio State has broken out of that. 
uh, maybe not enough teams in the uh, in the Big Ten. But how? What has the reaction been since learning that Southern Cal uh, from the West Coast and when they're rolling, they're fun, and it, I think Lincoln Riley will get them going. What's been the reaction on your station and with Ohio State fans, Anthony? I think it's been pretty good. I mean, I think that there was a feeling, you know, with Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC that the Big Ten had to do something, that they, they didn't want to be totally reactive and just let the country realign and, and we'll just kind of stand pat. So it was an absolute shock to most of us in that it never really got leaked. Uh, those weren't the schools we thought that, would, that Ohio State and the Big Ten would be paired with. We felt like Notre Dame was always in play and the money with the new Big Ten football contract with, you know, $100 million going to each program or more, you know, we thought maybe Notre Dame would finally take the money, although they're trying to do their own deal for $75 mil and maybe they'll leave some money on the table to stay independent. But, um, you know, it's – I think that, like I said earlier, geographically it, it, it's really a misfit because it's so far away. But, you know, this is a big ad. I mean, I think we went through a time, Bo, where we just – Maryland and Rutgers just it didn't make sense to any of us, even though now you're in the three biggest markets in the country. If you if you want to call Rutgers um, that, so you have New York, you have the Chicago market, uh, now you'll have the LA market. So I do feel as far as a footprint and for you know on the on the marquee to have USC is a very big deal. And to me, if Texas and Oklahoma, if, if that didn't happen. I don't think Big Ten fan, Ohio State fan, will be clamoring to add USC and UCLA. I just think it was a, a great comeback and a great answer by the Big Ten. So, like I said earlier, we're not used to really seeing them on a yearly basis. It was always, are we going to meet in Pasadena, that kind of thing. And so it's going to take some getting used to to call them a part of the Big Ten being out in California. But I think from a branding standpoint, they hit a home run. Okay. Uh, Anthony Rothman, Ohio State Insider, on the Corona Premier Guest Line. I'm looking at your schedule, at the Ohio State schedule yeah. this year. I don't see anybody that can – I'm not even sure you're going to be challenged until <laughs> – unless – now, college yeah. kids are known to sleepwalk, especially at Blue – even the Bamas, Ohio State's pick a Saturday every now and then to sleepwalk. I mean, Auburn almost beat Bama last year, and Auburn wasn't a good football team. Um, so you could have that, but you're the Wisconsin games at home, Michigan lost their coordinators. I expect Michigan to take a massive step back. That's in the horseshoe, as you know. I mean, do you see a game that where Ohio state could stumble? Uh, not right now on paper. I don't, and it happened and I didn't see Oregon happening last year. So, and certainly when they went into the Michigan game last year, they had just pounded Purdue and Michigan state. They like, they had found themselves. So that came as a, a little bit of surprise. You're right. I mean, they're college kids. You got the NIL era <clears throat> moving on here. So what I say about the NIL era is the wins taste a lot sweeter and the losses may not hurt as much when you're driving uh, from the stadium in a car that, that's uh, fancier than the coaches. But um, I do feel like you're right. On paper, the schedule sets up really well. I mean, it gets their attention right away with Notre Dame. You mentioned getting Wisconsin, Iowa, and Michigan both at home. And here's the other hidden value of the schedule. They do have to go to Happy Valley, and but it's not a whiteout game. It's a day game for some reason. And we've always had whiteout games at Penn State when Ohio State has gone there. 
which has added that animosity and, and the great atmosphere. Not that it wouldn't be a good atmosphere, but you take the whiteout at night away and play them during the day. Um, you're right. I don't see anybody staying with them offensively. And if their defense just gets to be a top 25, top 20 defense this year, on paper, nobody should touch them outside of injuries. Um, you know, maybe the Michigan State game could be a little dicey. It seems to always get that way with Michigan State and Sparty. And, but, you know, the biggest loss is Kenneth Walker. And Peyton Thorne is going to be asked to do a lot more. I think he is pretty good. I like him. Defensively, they have to get better against the pass. They were maybe the worst team in, in, in uh, college football against the pass. That's not a good recipe against Ohio State. So, but there's always that sneaky game, Bo. Like, we've had it the last, you know, in a handful of years. Like, you didn't see them losing to Iowa. Didn't see them losing to Purdue. Like, there's always something that, that gets their attention. And Ohio State's everybody's Super Bowl. Sure. So you're exactly right. They're going to be favored in every game they play. They're going to have more talent top to bottom than anybody they play. Uh, running the table is tough. As long as they keep the blinders on and not try to avenge the Michigan loss like weeks before it and get caught up in that, but I think the schedule at least lays out that it's got their attention. But you're right, and that's why I said on my show, if this th- first of all, if this team doesn't make the playoff, something really went wrong. And I'm, I'd be surprised if they weren't actually playing for the Natty. Now, anything can happen, certainly in a semifinal, but yeah. um, you're right. I mean, they're, they're, the, they're a top favorite in, in some books. I think they're the second betting favorite in others. Um, Ohio State's got as much talent as anybody in the country. If Jim Knowles can put that defense together, get these guys reacting, um, rather than just they, – they were just such a mess last year with bunch formations. They were crashing their DNs, and, and they, they were so predictable. They would get faked really easily. Um, they weren't a great tackling team. They got to get better there. But they got some dudes in the back end. Ronnie Hickman, Josh Proctor is back as a fifth-year senior. They'll play more safeties. I think they'll be an opportunistic defense. So my two big things, the O-line has to stay healthy. The defense has to get after the quarterback much better than they did last year. And then the offense will take care of itself. So you're right. You're right to look on paper and say they shouldn't lose a game. We'll leave it there. Anthony Rothman, Ohio State insider, 97 won the fan in Columbus, Ohio. Great town, by the way. Enjoyed my time there. And uh, Ohio State's ready to make a run and go get Bama or uh, eh, possibly Georgia. Anthony, we're going to have to do this again during the season. We appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Anthony Rothman, Columbus, Ohio, joining us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Ryan Day, C.J. Stroud. But uh, the key will be Jim Knowles, who is a hell of a defensive coordinator. And what a hire from Oklahoma State by Ryan Day. Uh, I think they could easily go 12-0, 13-0 with the Big Ten Championship game, and then we'll see what happens in the college football playoff. The Out of Bounds Show is driven by the Ram Trucks and Jeep Wranglers at Mack Hike and Flowood, MacHikeFlowood.com. Back in a second. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.